All right, man, what are we going to record on today? I don't know. don't know. Michael usually sorts that out and um, tells us what to say. Actually, yeah, where is Michael? I don't know, man. What are we going to do without him? Oh, no. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Views On podcast. This week with only two members of the Three Views On podcast. That makes it a Two Views On episode. Unless we just kind of guess what Michael's going to say and say it for him. I reckon I could do that. He's fairly predictable to a degree. <laughs> I just need to say I, we're, we're up in the upper echelons of having 15 billion unreached people groups and we could... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening back to that episode the other day as well. Yeah. The global um, mission. The Yeah. Where Michael Laws unre- famously said that there were more unreached people groups and there actually are people in the world. <laughs> so, I don't know what the... Unless you're accounting for a lot of multiple personality disorder, I don't really know. How. Accounting that everyone in the whole world has about 15 personalities. <laughs> very yeah. good. Very mm. good. It's, we were just saying off air, actually, that Michael Laws is consistently brilliant with shades of just being a big idiot sometimes. <laughs> just flashes of idiocy. Flash. Consistently. I'm the other way around. Mostly an idiot. Right. With flashes of brilliance. I would probably... Yeah, okay. He's the yin and I'm the yang. Right, okay. I feel like that's not a not a supported biblical yeah, view not, of the world. Not an approved Christian metaphor. <laughs> that's right. The yin and the yang. It's not in the phrase book. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. No. Well, what are we going to record on? What are we well, going to talk about? We, we spent a while saying not a whole lot about local mission. Uh, yeah, we spent, about, we spent about half an hour basically just defining it, didn't we? Yeah, We really didn't it. go further than that. Delved into a little bit of apologetics. Um, yeah. Very little bit of it. Um, such more a little, of a definition of apologetics. Exactly. <laughs> we spent a lot of time defining things. And so <laughs> I thought, given that there's so much, it'd be a shame to say, to tick the box tick the local mission box, move on. Yeah. When I think we probably have done a good deal more thinking about it than we could convey in one 30-minute episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but before, I guess before we get into that, I don't know, I'm flung by the seat of my trousers here because there's no Michael Laws. Um, <laughs> how have you, have you been? It's the first time I've seen you since we recorded last. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have been working hard at the hospital. Oh, really? J- yeah, this is my first day off. Um, after six days straight, which I haven't done at the hospital before. Wow. And let me say it was very exhausting. Yeah. Very exhausting because it's usually only four days and if I do nights, it's only three. So um, six days in a row is a bit heavy. Uh, And there were some also some heavy things happen at work. So yeah, I've been pretty pretty tired when I come home from work, just doing a lot of praying as well because I can't deal with that kind of thing by myself. And... um, I've just felt that God's been very kind to me Good. this week. Like just on the way home, listening to music. You know, do you have the, this might seem weird. I'm sure people <laughs> have thought of this before, but like I believe that God controls everything. Sure. Seemingly random events. We say, all right, that's probably God, not just a coincidence. Of course. I was driving home, listening to my music on shuffle. Had like five songs in a row that were talking about how, like this exact thing that I, like that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of reassuring me um, that God loved me and that he was in control and I didn't have to worry about stuff. It was just very specifically... That's very good. Very specifically for me at that time, which I know some people just write off as like maybe 50% of your Spotify playlists have those kinds of songs. <laughs> so maybe that's not just... Maybe that's just chance. But I just thought, uh, yeah, I was really... Yeah. That. that was really great. You could you could argue that in a way as a coincidence, but it is... It's good to have someone to thank. 
yeah. in those sorts yeah. of times. You know what I mean? Oh, it's actually it's a better experience all round when you're yeah. thinking someone. Yeah. I um, what about you? Good week. I've had a pretty good week actually, man. I um, I pulled up real stiff today actually. Pulled up, woke up early, tried to get out of bed couple of little cramps in the in the sort of trapezius and Ooh. the glutes and because i was all um, the muscles just all of them cramped at once that's right <laughs> somehow yeah but um i was chopping a lot of wood yesterday with my father-in-law all oh, right i went up to his big property he had like six or seven ton of just logs dropped off oh yeah so there were three of us like one guy was on the chainsaw cutting these logs into little cookies yeah and then we were just splitting them yeah man it was hard yakka wow it was, but it was so much i loved it it's I good loved, fun yeah. i love splitting wood there's almost no other job that gives you such a clear sense of like the amount of work yeah the pile just gets bigger yeah that's one right. pile gets smaller the other pile gets bigger yeah. it was my axe sucks <laughs> oh my axe sucks Simon. <laughs> it's got a really thin end on it so it's very right. sharp yeah um, but it just kept this hardwood, like you'd sink it in yeah, and it will just get stuck. And then you have to get uh, like a sledgehammer, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And then you pull it out and then you go. Yeah. And then if you miss your cut by like more than two <laughs> yeah, centimeters, back to square stuck. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, my father-in-law, the old guy had this like hybrid axe, which I'm getting for my birthday from Elby. Yeah. Hopefully. If yeah. she picks up, if she's any good at picking up hints, if she, um, if you can ever get her to listen to this podcast ever again, <laughs> <laughs> I think that horse is bolted, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a new axe in my sight, Simon. Yeah, I, I want to chop wood. I want to buy a ute. These are the things that I do now that I'm yeah. a man. <laughs> nice. You know, buy a truck. Yeah, nice, cool. Hit some I, things for my thirteenth birthday. Um. Uh, just before I turned 13, we moved house. Our family moved house to a place with five acres and, you know, we bought a motorbike and yeah. had a wood fire for the first time. And um, my aunties and uncles all pitched in and bought me one of those hybrid axes, one of the Fiskars ones. With the That's lifetime, exactly what he has. With the lifetime warranty and the on the handle and everything. Like the handle's oh. like unbreakable. You can drive over it with a truck. So good. Yeah. So I got given one of those. They're awesome. That's They're really what good. I want. You can have mine. I'll, I I don't use it. Is it the one? So it's got a blade. Yeah. And then it's got like a a bit of a uh, a bit of a blockbuster width thing the, through the middle of it. Mm, is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to I send me a photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be the greatest present I've ever received. Yeah, it's not a really heavy one. It is still like a lightweight kind of axe, but it's um it's got like this curved blade, and apparently it's not supposed to get stuck. Like other axes. Wow, yeah. it, was, it was a very good blade. We um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. Did I talk about going up to Agfest last no, time? No, no, you didn't. It was super. Like Agfest was all right, but I just I got there. Have you ever been before? No, first I, time. Me not. I've never been. Well, I sort of still haven't gone really because I walk. I walked straight to the competitive wood chopping, and I sat there for five hours with oh, a really? brief interlude. Really? Uh, to get a small oven baked pizza from the guy next door. All oh, right. And then came back and just I love watching that stuff. Heaps of memories of going to the Hobart show. Yeah. And watching David Foster just oh, yeah. build through those <laughs> logs. Um, or, or blocks, as they're called in mm. the industry. So I'm spent a lot. Of, I talked to a lot of those guys. Did you? Yeah. Oh, chopping cool. a block is yeah, what right. it's called. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's been a while since I chopped a block. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a little bit of a passion in me now. Yeah, right. For the wood chopping. I want to go. I was talking about how I have this, this dream now. Get a ute. Yeah. Buy swag. Oh. Go out into the back of beyond and fell a huge tree. <laughs> and four don't die. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't have it. 
Yeah, that's kind of my dream now. That's, that's what pretty I, cool. I like to do that on my birthday. Just yeah, your shoes are fitting the theme. Well, can the you see um, leather boots? I, c- I sent the axe into her oh, right there. Wow. Yeah, that's really close it to your is. toe. I nearly walked away a little lighter. Ooh. Did some gram saving there, but um, luckily yeah, the that old, is a that is a decent cut. The too. old Doc Martin held up. Yeah, they're good. They good. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple more toes, and if I'd taken my volleys out, I'm sure. Yeah, you just need to buy some blue jeans now. Get out of the black jeans. Yeah, blue jeans. Yeah, and a red and blue flannelette shirt. Flanny, yeah. Or grey and blue. And I need to do the opposite of my current haircut. It can't be long on the top and short at the sides. <laughs> it needs to be short side. at the top and long at the back. <laughs> That's the way I've got to go. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we should probably actually start yeah. talking P- about potentially. that topic. The only other thing I'll add is if I, I'll, I'll spend the next two weeks learning how to talk without opening my mouth. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those woodchoppers do, man. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be oh, premium. Oh, well, there you go. All righty. So, local mission. Uh, last time, as we said, we defined it. Um, I can't remember what we defined it as. It was a half an hour long episode. I'm not going to recap that for you. It's Go there. It's there in yeah, the feed. Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we also talked about apologetics and how in our Western culture, it's often it often jumps straight to apologetics because people don't believe in like a spirit world at all. Like it's very hard for them to even grasp the idea that there might be a God. Yeah. And so it jumps straight to the why would God exist? We share far fewer presuppositions. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, whereas although in global mission or cross-cultural mission, we don't share their worldview in any way. We don't understand their culture. We share a few presuppositions mm. in that, you know, the spirit world exists. There are good spirits, there are bad spirits, that kind of thing. And they interact with our world, which is, uh, yeah, quite an interesting uh, contrast between the two. One of the things that blew, I was just hanging around one of these girls from um, Soul Church and she was saying, she'd done some thinking about this. And she was saying how it varied. And, yeah, she was talking about some time she'd spent with an African culture. And her, her line there was, or the way she went about it was, like, you, you know you have spirits in your town and your family. Well, do you want to hear about the best spirit? Um, which was crazy. Like, so that would be so anemic here. It wouldn't yeah. work at all. But she said it made heaps of sense over there yeah. to, to go about it that way. Yeah. Oh, that's very thought, interesting. Yeah, far out. Yeah. So, Paul. You've got a book setting next year there, which you've told me is very good. It's and it's very insightful into local mission, and it's written by Westerners. It is, and by non-Americans as well, yeah, which right. is a step in the right direction. Does that mean it's, British? Uh, British, yes. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, not Australian, um, okay. not Australian yeah. also. But I, I'd, I'd hazard a guess and say British and Australian Christianity yeah. are more similar. Yeah, than definitely your, your Bible belty like that is just unknown here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the book is by Steve um, Timmis and Tim Chester, or as I've always say, uh, <laughs> Tim Stevis and Tim. Anyway, no, I was getting that. <laughs> it's Tim Chester and Steve Timmis, and I always want to say Tim Stevis <laughs> <laughs> and Chester Timmis. Um, but anyway, Total Church. Uh, okay. It's basically written. Um, it came out not so long back, and and many local evangelical churches use it as a way of trying to engage society. One of the, the foremost thoughts of this is saying, if, if we're big about evangelism, mm-hmm. um, they say the the heart of church is mission, yeah. which, I mean, some people might disagree. They might say it's worship. But I guess mission is an overflow of worship, as we've kind of talked about here. Yeah. If, if the, the heart of church is mission, then mission... Um, oh, sorry, if 
I've got this so so far backwards, Simon. Well, right. I'm really. It's been a while since I read the book. What do they say? <laughs> the heart of church is mission. So the heart of mission is the church. That's right. They're, they're saying that effectively the best way to evangelize and reach a people group in your area, a suburb or a community within that suburb, is by planting a church right. and being a church. Yeah. Not having it as some auxiliary part of another church. So this, this church in this suburb has an outreach to the other suburb. Yeah. saying plant the church, be in there, be a community, yeah. introduce them into that community. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And that's one, of, that's one of the things that actually prompted me to plant this church in Glenorchy. Yep. In this house that we're in right now. Yeah. 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 The new house. Yeah, that's actually... We didn't even mention that. doesn't matter. We've got a video coming out on we, that. We do. And it'll be exclusively for the patrons, so we can't divulge too much information. No, no, no. On the podcast. Yeah, that's even friend, though, friends of the podcast only. Even though the groups of listeners of the podcast and the Patreon patrons <laughs> are, are just the same people. Very much the same people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So local mission. That's And it was interesting. They tied... I'll, I'll run this by you, Simon. Yeah. This, again, was... Okay. A big paradigm shift for me. I often viewed evangelism, having previously done evangelism, in the context of uh, events. Yeah. So you, you're like I ran Christianity One A through the Uni Fellowship a couple of times. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Did Chris? Uh, not Christianity One A. Exploring Christianity Explored or something similar. All right. Yeah. Uh, CSCK. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. So or uh, your uh, cold contact uh, walk up. Yeah. Sort of stuff. But um, these guys are really pressing home the fact that evangelism is an activity that should basically be uh, a long, slow burn throughout the lives of all Christians. Mm. And they had three strands to it, which is really interesting. So picture it as like three individual strands coming together to form a rope, a complete okay. rope. Yeah. So the first one was building relationships. Second one, sharing the gospel. Third one is introducing people into community. Right. So that was effectively their way of saying, this is how we all evangelize. Because one of the big problems, uh, I think, with our evangelism is people like me or you who are fairly forward yeah. and fairly confident, we can go into the bus mall or into Glenorchy or whatever and share the good news um, just from a standing start with someone. Yeah. Doesn't haven't had that much fruit with that, to no. be honest. But um, we can't do it. Yeah. There are some people who can't do that, you know, who would just freak out. And it doesn't mean evangelism's not for them. Like, obviously, if God has given us a mission as a mm. church um, to make disciples and we are a body, it makes sense that there are actually different components of evangelism that different people can do. Yeah. So you might be really good at building relationships. Yeah. I might be really good at sharing the gospel. And my wife might be really good at introducing other people into the community where we are and where we can do those things. Yeah. I mean, that fits into the New Testament as well. If, if mission is the heart of the church, then, um, you know, the New Testament says that every part of the church makes is like a different part of the body does a different job has a different role in that exactly and that's it's a very refreshing thing to think and say hey when i'm calling our church or say this church that's meeting glenorchy in the in our house now if, if i want to call us to evangelism and to missional living it doesn't mean we each cordon off an hour a week and go into the bus mall yeah <laughs> because yeah that's a very reductionistic yeah. one-dimensional view of es what that is. Especially if you're saying everyone in the church should do that. That's what we're going to do like this year as mm. our mission. We're going to encourage everyone in the church to do that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, because as you've said, some people can't do that. 
Yeah. And um, it often doesn't get much fruit either. You may so. as well be encouraging your nose to be an eyeball. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> like if people are not gifted Positive in that way. Positive self-talk every morning in the mirror. <laughs> All right, nose. <laughs> <laughs> you are an eyeball. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's been really good. And, it, and then it, it might mean some people, their whole job is to, um, within our church, be a person who is constantly um, building us up stirring our affections for each other, hmm. putting on cool events, having dinners and whatever. So we have a community that then another person who might be really gifted in bringing people in can just bring people into that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get yeah. to know us. Yeah. And and like even if you're not... I, I But like I feel like that might be kind of what the church does already. Do you know what I mean? Like we already have the people who are set aside to be Ross, to, to do the events. Um. So that pe- the pe- the few people who do do the bringing in can bring them into that. Mm. Um, but like it seems like you're saying something different there, though. At, at the same time, like that sounds familiar in mm-hmm. that we have events that we bring people to. But it also sounds like you're trying to bring about a different way of that happening. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So the, we don't really have events. Like per we're saying. Se. Like we're saying we need to do it better. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of already. It does, happens in that way. It does to a degree, yeah. yeah. So you're right. So currently in the way that many of us operate, and I still attend a, a, um, another church yeah. in the city, um, the way that it often operates is there's a guy who will preach, there's some music, and we can bring people into that. Yeah. Um, that's not wrong. Like that's not bad. That's, that's no. really good. And, and by no means do I want to denigrate that because I think loads and loads of people have been saved through that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, definitely. Um, I would question whether or not that community has the sort of love displayed um, and and sort of brother and sisterhood um, to show the fact that we are generally we're genuinely one um, in in Christ Jesus. Like, okay. I would I would hope that might be a little harder to do in a church building, and it might be a little harder to do with 150 people. Um, it might not. So what kind of event would show our community then, our brotherhood? Well, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be an event per se, yeah, like yeah, within yeah, vertical. Okay. Like yeah. I, I think it's really cool just having having dinner with people. Yeah. I have, you know, LB and I have dinner with Jordan Jazz, say, and we bring three or four other non-Christian people yeah. in on that. And we work we work hard at loving them and affirming them and, and being actually genuinely interested in their lives, yeah. putting on a really good spread, yeah. that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, making people feel loved and valued. And that's the thing that can, by and large, not take up any extra time in our schedule. Because when we talk about evangelism, that's mm. probably the one thing that people just start tearing their hair out. Yeah. They say, I'm up to my gills here with committees and boards and programs and yeah. s- like... There's no room. How am I going to make another two hours to run a community <laughs> dinner in the church hall? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you get, you're going to eat dinner anyway, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, you've got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's something we've been working hard at and not necessarily done that well at. Right. Um, it's it's a little harder. Like you, you, you start then, there are interesting dynamics um, at play. You've got your good Christian friends and then these people who potentially are, are not that literate yeah. Don't think in the same way. Yeah. And you got to adjust. Like yeah. you you got to do so it's not like it's all your best friends all the time. Yeah. I think 
one thing that happens with this whole missional living idea where you just get people in and around you is it feels like you're like, oh, cool, I'll just be surrounded by my best mates. I've got my mates, I see them, I'll just see them way more. Yeah. And it's totally not like that. Right. It's, t- it's, it's much harder. Like, yeah. Do you think that's um, something you Christians have to cut back on? Like I know Lucinda and I, we, we have a lot of good Christian friends that are like around our age kind yeah. of thing. Um, even just family, like my sister and brother-in-law and Sean and Rocio and Matt and Elise and Jordan and Jazz mm. and you and LB and just so many people that like if we want to have someone over for dinner, we would way prefer it to be <laughs> yeah. some of our good friends as opposed yeah. to some people we don't know that well. Like, yeah. It's such a It's hard something one. you kind of have to actively cut back on. Like, yeah, when when we invite someone over, let's either either invite one couple that we really like and one couple we don't know so well or just totally ditch the friends yeah yeah <laughs> seems kind of cruel i think uh, sort of down south here in the greater hobart area with christians our age hospitality is really a big thing like people are doing that really well mm. um i go i go up north every and we've got some listeners in the north and i don't know it as well as they do but a lot of people are not there are just every night they're in at home on their own Doing, yeah, right. You know, doing whatever. Okay. But that's it's not a priority there. Yeah, right. Um, just for, in what I've perceived. So I'm got again, there are a lot I can think of actually now people are starting to pop into my head <laughs> who are really good at it up there. Um, but I think down in here, and especially within our friendship circles, it's yeah. a microcosm of a good a, a good hospitality. Um but what that means then is you say, Okay, we've got like on average, we've got one night to ourselves yeah. a week or two nights to ourselves. That's sort of how it is for LB and I. And then you think, okay, so if we want to have non-Christians over, that's going to have to take away. Like we love seeing all our friends, yeah. but we don't want to change that. So then we're going to have to go without a night to ourselves for a couple of weeks. Mm. And then you do that, and you both feel terrible. Yeah, you both feel strung out and yeah. cooked. Like you haven't, you've been around each other, but you haven't spent any time. Yeah. Um, but of course, then the the logic there is like we're seeing all these people, and we have to still see all these people. So we'll fit the other guys in around the edges, yeah. and we'll force out our quality time. Yeah. Whereas, potentially, you don't need to see your friends all the time. Yeah. Like you find the middle ground of still seeing them and loving them, and like it's very different when I spend time with you and Lucinda. Yeah. To when I spend time with people I don't know that well from across the road, and mm. we're trying to get to know them. Like yeah. that's hard work. It's putting energy back in with you guys. Yeah. So you want to find the balance. Don't write your mates off. But it's not all about us and feeling great. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I think if there's a chance that we could, even once a week, leverage a, a meal or something we're doing for um, for the purpose of sharing the good news or building relationship with someone that we don't know in the area, I think we should probably take that. Yeah, right. But even just once. Like, that's a good start. Yeah. It'd be nice to do it more, but... You don't want to be. You don't want to have ten or twelve times, you know, every week and grind out and and die. Mm. All right. Well, to move on from mm. theoretical stuff, as we promised we would in this one, mm. tell me what you've been doing since uh, since starting this uh, journey in Glenorchy. Yeah. Okay. Some physical, actual, some stuff. Things you've been yeah. doing. Oh, nothing. I've nothing just been sitting sitting in the same bean bag you're looking books. at me now and just pontificate. What would I do? <laughs> <laughs> if I were in Glenorchy, and I am, but if I was, what would I do? Um, so we've got a Wednesday night gathering that we do, yep. um, which is great. It's it's sort of effectively a church service. I mean, we haven't taken communion there yet, so that's a big 
uh, thing. But bridge you'll have to cross. We will. Well, I mean, we'll cross it soon. It's yeah. just that yeah. no one's bought the wine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, well, we pray together and we sing and someone will teach and then we get into the passage together afterwards and yeah. discuss it and we... Um, yeah, all, all the things you would normally do. Mm. It's great. In a living room, one of the three houses that we own. Yeah. Um, so that the group of us own, rather, <laughs> not Elvie and I. Um, but, yeah, so that's good, the Wednesday night gathering. It's been great. It's been great. Oh, good. I really, really enjoyed it. We've, we've just, we're almost finished going through 1 Peter, oh, yeah. which is a book all about living as exiles yeah. um, in a world that does not fully understand you and how yeah. to treat. So it, that's great. That's yeah. like real fuel. Um, and then as, as people who are probably more gifted evangelists, Jordan and I, um, for the last month, I moved here a month ago, so yeah. we started a month ago. But every Friday, um, there are heaps of youths. I say that, I feel like such an, all the youths. Um, <laughs> but just people with nothing to do, yeah. right? And um, they hang around in the bus mall, and there's yeah. a big park just off to the left of the bus mall. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we... Um, Every week we buy about eight or ten pizzas and a big pack of, like a 24-pack of Pepsi or something. Yeah, nice. And we just go and we spend 60 minutes, 90 minutes with those guys. Sweet. Um, it is really good. Yeah. Like, and for the Do first time. you have regulars time, now? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I've made some good mates. They're all cool. They're all like uh, like 17 yeah. to 25, somewhere in yeah. there. Um, some really good, good people. And we're starting to see the fruit of that. Every week, three or four times, people will, do, hey, why are you doing this? Like, what's the reason? Um, and something Jordo said, which which resonated with me and which I've said a couple of times, is like, God's given us everything for free. So, like, it's nothing for us to give you free pizzas. Like, yeah. we, we, would, we would love to bless you. Like, we've been blessed. We'd love to bless you. And we've been praying nice. a lot for discernment as to, like, how... Yeah, where to start the do conversations. I go to the, do I go to the jugular here? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was talking to a guy yesterday. We went out and... Um, that's Wednesday. Yeah. We went out on a Wednesday. Um, I say Fridays, but Jordan and Jasmine have a situation where she's working up north, so Jordan yeah. goes out for the weekend. So we've been doing it Wednesdays, and a guy was just like, yeah, actually. We had an, another guy from our church come and pray for us in the park yeah. while we were also in the park, which was awesome. Like, yeah. that was great. Nice. He was just praying the whole time for like 90 minutes. Oh, great. And um, so these guys just started talking to us about what they thought about God, just off the bat. Yeah. Just, it was crazy. And um, it did present a bit of a quandary, though. Like, do I say, okay, you believe in God? Like, maybe He requires something of you. Maybe you. Maybe it's possible to be right with God or wrong with God. Yeah. But I just, yeah. I didn't feel, I, I kind of didn't feel led to go that way. I just wanted yeah. to keep building a relationship with these guys. Yeah. And, but that's been great. That's probably the other main thing. Mm. And then soon, uh, after meeting as many people as I can in Chapel Street, just by being around, I'm yeah. going to go up and door knock. Yeah, cool. not evangelistically. Just yeah. hey, I'm Paul. This is Elby. Have some donuts <laughs> or something. <laughs> Great to meet you. Um, and try and from that again, get them over, get them into our house, or go to their house. Yeah, eat with them, know them, love them. Hopefully, introduce them into our Christian community and yeah. share the gospel. What do you think? Like in the, with that thing with the part. That's and that's all really great. Like I. I, I hadn't actually asked you that question before, so I didn't know any yeah. of the things you're doing. So you say you've been doing that for about a month, mm -hmm. did you say? Yeah, that's really great. Um, what I was going to ask, though, is um, do you think Christians sometimes feel guilty for not launching the gospel the first time <laughs> an opportunity comes up? Like you're saying in the park there, like you didn't feel led to, to start down that path just yet, like mm -hmm. sort of build a relationship. 
And like in in some way, you as Christians, we know that tomorrow's never promised us. Mm-hmm. And like this yeah. guy could have been killed or run over or shot yeah. or whatever by next week. And like that often gives Christians a bit of urgency to try and do that. But then on the other hand, we can definitely see the merits of building that relationship first. Do you have a mm. struggle with that? I do, yeah. We were, I was sitting right where you're sitting now yesterday because we, we have a bit of a prayer meeting before we head out. Yeah. Um, and we were just praying that the Holy Spirit would give us... Because we know that there is an urgency. Yeah. And we know that there is a commission. Yeah. So it's not like, do we share the gospel? It's what, what, how do we most effectively do that in this culture? Mm. Um. And I, I was praying in that regard for like a specific sense of yet go or or just keep asking them about them. Mm. And if they ask you about you, talk about yourself. Um, but don't don't launch into two ways to live. Not that I ever would launch into two ways to live with those guys. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Don't yeah. give them the full gospel prayers. Um, or talk about ways that the gospel might flow into their life, but don't give the whole picture. Yeah. Um, just because I think potentially within the microcosm of those specific people in this specific place. I mean, we're talking a whole bunch of school-age students or school-age people that are in the bus mall with nothing to do every day at 1.30. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a very specific subsection. <laughs> Potentially not the best relationship with people in authority or outsiders, yeah. very clicky. Um, so we just... We want to share the gospel yeah. and we see probably one of the most effective ways to do that is to earn trust and build relationship and then go for it. Um, but it is a struggle. It is a struggle. When that guy was telling me yesterday, part of me was going, this guy knows, he said he knows God exists, but he has no idea who God is. Yeah. And I, I could tell him and I could call him to follow. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of... I'm wary. Yeah. I'm wary of trying to storm that castle and the whole thing just imploding. Yeah. I'm really wary. But I'm also really new at it. Like I've been doing it a month. I could be doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, again, we've asked for loads of prayer from people and we pray heaps ourselves. But yeah, I know the relationships are going really well at this point. Like we're getting to know them. So we're going to try and get some, some of those guys over for dinner again, which is just an unknown thing yeah. in, that, in that sort of culture. Yeah. So it's going, it's going well, I think. But I, I understand uh, the tension there. Do, do yeah. I hold up? If, if Christ came back in four weeks and he's, he just spent eight weeks building relationships with these guys, <laughs> you know, that, that'd be a, a tough one to answer. But um, yeah. I think potentially if we take it, say, hey, we might have a couple of years to do this, yeah. um, this then is the best way. Yeah. Build trust, share the gospel, yeah. see fruit. And it won't always be the same for everyone, definitely. That's right. Yeah. Because it's an interesting thing when there's only a couple of... Because our, our goal is we only meet as six or seven or eight people. Yeah. Um, but our goal is to see three people come to know Christ as their Lord before Christmas. Yeah, right. That's our plan. Yeah. Um, we'd still be a small church, but yeah. three... three Like, we'd be so overjoyed yeah. if, if that happened. So awesome. It's um it's an interesting way to go. It's not like because I remember having a lot of conversations in uni. Yeah, shared the gospel this week. Oh, good on your brother. You know. Oh, did you? No, I didn't manage, but that's okay. And the <laughs> the it was very much about getting the gospel off your chest. Yeah. So, but here it's just like no no no. I really I'm praying for these guys interview. I want them to be saved. Yeah. It's not. I don't. I don't have to say the right sentences and then I can tick the box and mm. go and. 
Yeah. Go and have a great little accountability session with the boys at Lays and Beans. Yeah, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> Had many, many. You know, it's more about like, hang on a sec. This, this needs to happen. Like, yeah. And if it's God's will, what's the best way that I do this? Mm. And so it's a, di- a different way to roll for sure. Yeah. Wow. I think mm. it's about time to wrap up. There's some great thoughts, Paul. It's really great. And also listeners, if you could pray for this work in Glenorchy as well, very Ooh. much appreciated. Uh, Definitely. If, if you're a non-Christian who's listened to this whole half an hour, <laughs> you're just like, these guys are <laughs> wackos. Please get in touch with us. Let us know why we're wackos. Um, yeah, if you want to discuss anything, please comment on the post on Facebook or the post wherever it is, whether it's on our website or whatever. Mm. Um, we love to chat about these kinds of things, so more than happy to have a conversation. Definitely. With you. If you've got any ideas for a, a, a third part on this kind of topic, uh, Could let us know. Could be a 15-parter, who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Michael gets back, he might want a bit of the action and he might want to do another episode. Felt like he missed out. Who knows? Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Paul, anything further to say no, there? We've just about wrapped it up. That's all me, mate. I just let, I mean, just remember rit, this. Rit, if rit. the heart of the mission of church is mission, <laughs> then the missional heart of mission is, is mission. Great. All right. Thanks for that, Paul. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Keep living the dream, guys. It's been real. <laughs>